I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. This morning, the final showdown. This is the most wasteful government in Australia's history. He's a loose unit when it comes to the economy. Scott Morrison and Anthony Albanese face off again. So who won? The results are in. Queensland's southeast on flood watch. Residents stranded, rivers rising, dams spilling. A bikey boss and his brother gunned down. Fears now of revenge attacks in Sydney and Melbourne. And hospital help. Victoria's system buckling under pressure with ambulances left with nowhere to go. This is 7 News with Jody Spears. Good morning. Less than two weeks out from the federal election, Scott Morrison and Anthony Albanese have had their final showdown overnight. It was their last chance to go head-to-head before one of them is elected Prime Minister. Political reporter Taylor Aiken is in Canberra for us this morning. Good morning, Taylor. It was a decisive victory for the Labor leader. It was, Jody. Good morning. Undecided voters in each state's most marginal seat picked the winner. 50% of those voters decided on Anthony Albanese, Scott Morrison securing 34% of the vote and 16% remaining undecided. The cost of living, wages and integrity, all key themes in what was the final showdown. A more civilised discussion. Gentlemen, we know you're not friends, but can we be friendly tonight? Can we get an agreement? Thank you very much. Terrific. Two prospective leaders facing off, keeping their promise for the most part. Mr Albanese's been an armchair critic. He's like that that person on Monday morning who always says what should have happened on the weekend. And you know what? You never let that person run the team. And whenever this Prime Minister is confronted with any challenges, he blames the states, blames someone else consistently. The pair going head-to-head over the minimum wage. The idea that those heroes of the pandemic, those low-wage workers, they deserve more than our thanks. They don't deserve a real wage cut. You know, you just can't be loose with the economy with things like this. More fire over government waste. Our childcare policy cost is less than the $5.5 billion that you spent on submarines that just ended up with a torn-up contract. The waste that you have done... You don't support the submarine contract. This is the most... You don't know that you tore it up with the no, French. No. And an admission from Scott Morrison. He's it will be Alan Tudge. Alan has advised after that the he election. Would, yes, he would be happy to come clear. back and serve in the ministry, and I welcome that. 150 undecided voters across the country asked to choose the winner. At the end of the day, it's Scotty from marketing and a real man, and I'd rather go for Albo, who spoke from the heart. We know what uh, Morrison's done, and maybe not done, and uh, so at the moment... 
he's sort of got his nose in front. And to close the night may be the hardest question of all. We get that you don't like each other. However, surely everybody has one redeeming feature. Scott's absolutely committed to his nation and I admire that. The thing about Anthony that I've always admired is that he's never forgot where he's come from. It comes as a new poll suggests that Labor is on track to form a majority government. This new poll showing that 80, that Labor would pick up 80 seats in the lower house. The coalition would be reduced to 63 seats, one Greens MP, along with seven independents, showing that Scott Morrison has a big task ahead of him if he is to hold on to government. Jody. OK, Taylor Aiken, thank you. Dams are spilling, residents are flooded in and thousands are without power in Queensland's southeast as the weather emergency worsens. In Brisbane's west, locals have received texts warning them to be prepared for flooding. The city's ferry services were also suspended from nine o'clock last night. Wild weather battering the sunshine and the gold coasts has also forced beaches to close with boats left sinking and stranded. Police in both New South Wales and Victoria are bracing for revenge attacks after a Melbourne-based bikey boss and his brother were gunned down in Western Sydney. High-ranking common chair Tarek Zahed is now in a stable condition after he was shot ten times at an Auburn gym. His brother Omar died at the scene. They were informed last Thursday that their lives were at risk as they had been warned on countless other occasions and they decided to make the decision not to leave our state. Extra officers have now joined Strike Force Raptor to disrupt organised crime as detectives work to track down the assassins. A 15-year-old girl has been charged over a sickening schoolyard attack on a fellow student in South Australia. The incident played out at Wyala Secondary College on Monday. The 16-year-old victim is still recovering from facial injuries and concussion, while the accused has been granted bail to face the youth court next month. Euthanasia laws are a step closer in New South Wales after the Voluntary Assisted Dying Bill passed its first test in the Upper House. The proposed legislation was supported 20 votes to 17 and will now move to amendment stage. It's likely amendments will be debated next week. Craig McLaughlin has broken down in court, claiming he felt like a social outcast after being publicly accused of sexually harassing female performers. The actor is now suing two media outlets and a former co-star for defamation. This is typical of what goes on behind the scenes, according to Craig McLaughlin, with his co-star Christy Whelan-Brown in 2005. A distraction, he says, and a way to burn off nervous energy. I didn't know that it was sexual harassment. I didn't know how inappropriate it was because it was always a joke. 13 years later, she spoke to the media about what she says happened with McLaughlin while working with him on the Rocky Horror Show in 2014. He was directed to kiss down my neck, down my arm and then go down out of sight. But he would always kiss down my breasts. McLaughlin is suing her, the ABC and Fairfax media, for defamation. When you watched the television report in 2018, how did you feel, he was asked. 
devastated, saying he didn't see it until days later. These were allegations made by my friends. It was just too difficult. One of them was Erica Haynats. McLaughlin admitted he kissed her in her dressing room and told her he thought he was falling in love with her during the Melbourne season of the show. When the allegations were made public, he was on tour and immediately agreed to stand down. Craig McLaughlin said he became a social hermit and had to be smuggled out of Adelaide in a small plane to regional Victoria before finally making it back home to New South Wales. I was caring for my 91-year-old mum. I would heavily disguise myself to go shopping for her. His voice breaking. On one occasion, my hat fell off. A woman a short distance away grabbed her children, protecting them, and looked at me with disgust. Eleven women will give evidence claiming they were sexually harassed and bullied by Craig McLaughlin. Leonie Ryan, 7 News. Victoria's health system is buckling under pressure with warnings that may get worse in the coming months. Emergency departments across Melbourne are at capacity most weeks, while an increasing number of people are left waiting for an ambulance. There are also concerns this morning over delays to treatments, with some hospitals reportedly rationing vital medical scan supplies due to global shortages. Six teenagers are this morning behind bars after a stolen car crashed in Melbourne. The group was trying to flee police in a Jeep Cherokee when officers laid out road spikes, causing the driver to lose control, hitting a parked police car and a tree before coming to a stop on a footpath. After trying to make a run for it, the teenagers were taken into custody. It's believed the vehicle was taken during a burglary last week. A lot of people eat when they're down in the dumps, but unsurprisingly, it seems chocolate, cake and biscuits are not the best medicine. Instead, new Australian research suggests the diet enjoyed by Greeks, Italians and other Mediterranean people will not only make us healthier, but much happier. Known to be good for the body, now new evidence a Mediterranean diet can also be good for the mind. Jessica Bay is testing it on a group of younger men suffering moderate to severe depression to see if it helped with their symptoms. We know that mental health conditions tend to peak in young adulthood and we know that men are less likely to seek help for their mental health. They had to cut back on fast food, sugar and processed red meat and stick to a diet with colourful vegetables, legumes, whole grains oily olive oil and raw unsalted nuts. After three months, all those on the diet had a significant improvement in their symptoms. For more than a third, their depression now registered as low or minimal, with improvements too in concentration, sleep and energy. It suggests that diet plays a really big role in mental health, including in those that have diagnosed mental health conditions such as depression. One theory about why it helps is that more fibre in our gut feeds microbes that make the chemical serotonin that makes us feel happy. Jessica Bay says for people hesitant to seek help for their mental health, this study shows improving their diet could be a first step. And for younger men with clinical depression, become part of their overall treatment. Paul Caddack, 7 News. A man has had his missing wallet returned 18 years after he lost it on Victoria's Mornington Peninsula. It was accidentally buried on a work site, but he's now got it back after homeowner Eric found it covered in mud. The policeman asked me how long did, did I think that had been there? And I said, oh, probably about three weeks. We've had a lot of rain in the last three weeks. I've been trying to get in touch with Sorrento Police because I didn't um, offer him a reward for it and um, 
I want to do that. Not necessary, Ray. Raymond plans to preserve his old cards and the most damaged notes to remember the good deed. Checking finance now, the Dow Jones trailed this morning. The Nasdaq is also down. In London, the FTSE added and Germany's DAX gained. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei closed higher. Hong Kong's Hang Seng rose. The All Lords added 19 points. The ASX 200 gained 13. On the commodities market, gold is trading at 1,852 US dollars an ounce. Oil is 105 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar buying 69.6 US cents, 90.31 Japanese yen, and a dollar ten New Zealand. A passenger with no flying experience has pulled off a textbook landing in the US after being caught up in a terrifying mid-air emergency. Let's go live to US correspondent Tim Lester. Tim, how on earth did he do it? Well, Jody, a couple of things. One, he remained remarkably calm. But two, he did have one piece of good luck. The air traffic controller he contacted turned out to be a flight instructor with 1,200 hours flying experience. A terrifying ordeal in the skies over Florida. A passenger forced to land a plane when the pilot suffered a medical emergency. I've got a serious situation here. My pilot has gone The single-engine Cessna 208 with two people on board was just off the Florida coast. The flight going to plan until the passenger realised there was something wrong with the pilot. Then... A dramatic exchange with air traffic control asking what to do next. No idea how to fly the airplane. Uh, Roger, what's your position? I have no idea. I can see the coast of Florida in front of me and I have no idea. Using a diagram of the Cessna's cockpit, the air traffic controller coached the passenger and the plane down. Try to hold the wings level and see if you can start uh, descending for me. Yeah, I'm up descending right now at 550 feet a minute. Maintain wings level and uh, just try to follow the coast, either north or southbound. We're trying to locate you. Eventually, after a nail-biting few minutes, a textbook touchdown. Man, they did a great job. Did you say the passengers landed the airplane? That's correct. Oh, my God. Yeah, no. No, great job. No flying experience. I knew the plane's flying like any other plane. I just had to keep them calm point him to the runway and just tell him how to reduce the power so he could descend to land. The two men met on the tarmac, saying they hugged it out, grateful for a miracle landing. And for air traffic controllers, it's right up there among things they don't want to hear. I have no idea how to fly an aeroplane. Jody. Incredible story. Thank you, Tim. Ukraine says its forces have recaptured villages from Russian troops near Kharkiv, pushing them back towards the border. As fighting continues in the north and east, authorities say Russia is continuing to attack the Mariupol steel plant, carrying out 34 airstrikes in a day. Meantime, Ukraine has suspended the flow of some Russian natural gas to Europe, blaming Moscow for diverting supplies. Ukraine is through to the final of the Eurovision Song Contest, firming their position as favourites to win the competition. The folk rap band Kalush Orchestra was voted through following the first semi-final in Turin. Their rap lullaby Stefania, which mixes hip-hop and traditional Ukrainian folk music, has consistently topped fan polls. 
ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. To sport now and a big injury blow for Carlton with Coleman medalist Harry Mackay ruled out for six weeks. Scans revealed the 24-year-old will need knee surgery after pulling up sore after the Blues win over Adelaide on Sunday. Boom Collingwood youngster Jack Ginevan is in doubt for tomorrow's clash with the Bulldogs. He is battling the flu. And Tom Liberatore may have found a new calling after his playing days, drumming up support outside Witten Oval to help boost Doggies memberships. Anthony Milford's NRL return is set to be given the go-ahead, coincidentally against his old club. The NRL will give Milford the green light to debut for the Knights against the Broncos next week, seven months after he was charged with assault. Cam Murray's hopes of being ready for Origin 1 have been all but dashed. The Rabbitohs skipper had a shoulder operation and will miss at least three weeks, with the series opener four weeks away. South's fullback Blake Taff is in doubt for Saturday's Magic Round clash with the Warriors due to the flu. There was no fairy tale finish for the Tasmania Jack Jumpers in their NBL Grand Final series against the Sydney Kings. In front of a record crowd at Kudos Bank Arena, the Kings put on a last quarter masterclass to secure their fourth championship and their first in 17 years. The 97 to 88 win, sealing a dominant 3 0 series clean sweep against the NBL newcomers. The 17 year drought is over. Man, it feels really, really good as well, man. It's been a long time coming. We're on top, baby. Let's go! <laughs> Sydney's Xavier Cooks was named Series MVP. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, troughs and lows in the east will take the heaviest rain and storms east across Queensland, New South Wales and Victoria, with flooding likely in Queensland and New South Wales. A trough and front will cross WA, generating blustery winds, rain, storms and a colder change in the state's west. A high will keep central Australia dry. Around the capitals today, rain in Brisbane, heading for a top of 24 degrees. Showers, a top of 23 in Sydney. Rain with possible heavy falls in Canberra, heading for 17. A shower or two developing in Melbourne, 19 degrees the top. Cloudy in Hobart with a top of 19. Partly cloudy and 20 in Adelaide. Rain with possible heavy falls in Perth, heading for 18. And partly cloudy, 32 degrees in Darwin. And that's 7 Early News for this Thursday, the 12th of May, 2022.